0: You're listening to the New Life Church Podcast, where we are passionate about helping you connect to your God-given purpose. To learn more about New Life Church, including our service times in Canton, Georgia, visit us online at newlifecanton.com. Today we're in part three of our new series, Life in the Fast Lane, Eliminating Hurry. Uh, we're also entering the third and the final week of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, <laughs> Amen. I was about to say, how's that going? <laughs> it's usually this, this week that I start dreaming about cheeseburgers and pizza. Uh, just the way it goes. Usually it's already happened. It's already happened. Okay. Do me a favor, though. Listen, do me a favor. Uh, If you've been participating in the fast, um, please shoot us an email. It's on the screen, info at newlifecanton.com. Just just let us know how it's been going for you, your experience. Uh, Let us know what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to your heart during this time. I would love to hear from you. Now last week we had a little fun, if you were here, if you saw it online, we talked about the importance of having spiritual rhythm. We said Jesus had rhythm and so can you. Um, But here's the great news, even if you have zero musical rhythm, as many of you demonstrated during the clapping exercise, you can have great spiritual rhythm, (laughs) I mean yeah, spiritual rhythm, by imitating and looking at the life of Jesus Christ. He lived with an inside out flow. He had an internal tempo. Remember the metronome? He had that internal uh, tempo set by the Holy Spirit that affected everything that he did, everything he said, how he acted, how he behaved, how he ministered. And the wonderful thing is that the Holy Spirit can be our internal tempo as well and set the pace and the rhythm for our lives. Jesus showed us an eternal principle in his life. And that principle is daily provision. Say that with me. Daily provision. His most important time was not when he was up speaking to the crowds. His most important time was not when he was healing the sick. His most important time was not even the the private time with his disciples. His most important time was the time he spent alone with his father. And it is ours as well. Learning and applying this rhythm, this daily provision, daily provision of grace, daily provision of mercy that will sustain us. It will go a long way in helping us battle against a life of hurry. And that's what this series is all about. So let me remind us of two things. I'm not going to re-preach any of the messages, just two overarching things that I want you to remember. Number one, the series big idea is that hurry is the enemy of my spiritual life. Hurry is the enemy of spiritual life. Hurry is excessive haste. Hurry is when everything feels urgent all the time. And when everything feels urgent all the time, we lose touch with what is truly important in our life. I I made it real personal, and I said, I'm at my worst when I'm in a hurry. Can anybody say amen or oh me? (laughs) I'm at my worst. I'm a a worse driver. I'm a worse husband. I'm a worse father. I'm a worse pastor. But I'm also a worse Christian when I'm in a hurry. That's number one. Number two, I declared 2021 as the year of greater faith. I want you to start putting some inspirational things on social media. Stop talking about all the junk. Put some inspirational, biblical things on social media. And then I want you to use the hashtag greater faith in LC, greater faith in LC, in LC, new life church, greater faith. Start doing that. Will you, we're going to gather those and put those out. You're going to see greater faith on t-shirts coming. You're going to see greater faith on hats. You're going to see greater faith. We're going to change out our sign outside because that's the theme that God has given us for 2021. You know, it's in the secret place of the Most High God we find greater faith. It's on our knees in prayer. It's with our hands lifted in worship. It's gathered as the body of Christ. It's in the quiet places with the Lord that prepares us for the noise and the chaos and the confusion of this life. And as our country moves further and further away from the precepts, of the word of God. We need to have greater faith. We need to have greater faith. For the last two weeks, I've been alluding to our subject for today. I've said some, some things here and there about it, but right now we're going to deal head on with our subtitle or our, our, our subject today. Our subtitle is distraction and distress, distraction and distress. Father, Our hearts are heavy. Um, there's confusion in our land. Uncertainty. <laughs> the pandemic is not over. The unrest. It seems as at one thing gets helped and another thing pops up. We need you, Jesus. Lord, we need you more than we ever have. I pray that your word come alive today. I pray that it becomes powerful and prophetic and life-changing and we would not just hear it, but apply it. Be doers of the word and not just hearers only. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. We all know what distraction is. I don't need to give you a definition from the youngest to the oldest here. We know exactly what it is. It's common to every human in every time period, in every culture, So where does the distress part come in? Well, think about this. Distress almost always follows distraction. Right? Distress almost always follows distraction. Think about it. You text and drive. You get distracted. You have a car accident equals distress. Students, you're studying for a test, and you get distracted with YouTube or with a video game, or with a, a FaceTime call, or something your friends want to do. You get distracted, you don't study as much, you make a bad grade, distress. I was a mom. What about on the job? For any, any, any person that works, you get distracted on the job. For some jobs, it could be dangerous. You get distracted on the job, you don't do as good a job, you get laid off, you might get fired. Equals distress married people. You get distracted. Your marriage relationships, relationship goes downhill, could lead to bad things, even divorce, distress. Parents, you get distracted with your kids and you get distracted with work or with something else and you miss the most important parts of your child's life. That leads to distress. And then Christian, We get distracted with everything and our relationship with Christ goes down and that certainly will lead to, say it, distress. So if distress follows distraction, we should avoid distraction at all costs. Can I get an amen? At all costs. Now you would think that'd be a no brainer. You would think that would be an easy decision and yet we're the most distracted people in the history of the world. More on that in just a few minutes as to why. But we need to understand that distraction, listen to me, I didn't put this on the screen, maybe you want to write this down, distraction thrives in a hurried lifestyle. It thrives and breeds and multiplies in busyness. Distraction is amplified and it grows when everything is urgent all the time. I love how this Catholic priest, he puts it like this. Look at the screen. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. Listen to what he says. Pathological busyness. Distraction and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Pathological busyness. You know what a pathogen is, right? A pathogen is a causative agent for a disease. We should all understand pathogen in this moment in history and how dangerous it is. So look at the the screen. It stands to reason we will never conquer distraction if we don't also learn how to eliminate the causative agent, which is hurry. Now, I know you're like, Pastor, you're in a dream world. You're living in a dream world. I don't know what your world is like, pastor, but there's no way that I'm going to be completely free of a busy life or, or having to hurry. I get that. I understand. Sometimes it's actually needed. I think about an emergency situation. Come on, you don't want to dawdle. You got to hurry. Hurry. I think about um, uh, a project or a paper or something at school or, or something at work that, that gets pushed or whatever, and it comes on you suddenly. You've got to hustle to get that thing done. That's the right thing to do, and it's okay. I think about a, a, a forgotten appointment that you're like, oh, and you've got to hurry. <laughs> I told you about almost missing the plane to Pakistan, I think, a couple weeks ago. I thought of a worse one. I used to play the piano years ago uh, for weddings as a side, you know, just to make a little money on the side. This was before we had these. And somehow, I mean, I I knew I was supposed to do it, but somehow it it slipped my mind. Now, this, this little church was right across the street from where I was living. Very convenient if I had happened to be at home. So I'm 50 minutes away visiting with my parents. 50 minutes away. It's on a Saturday. I've got sweatpants on. I haven't shaved. I haven't showered. i got a hat on. I mean, the whole thing. I'm down there. We're eating breakfast or lunch or something. The, the wedding was at 2, and it was around 1 o'clock. And it hit me. Have you ever had that warm feeling, that sick, like you're going to throw up, warm Just kind of go, that's what happened. And for some reason, I had driven the church van. I broke every land speed record going down the interstate, yes, in the church van with the church logo and name on the side. I swung into our house with 10 minutes. To throw on no 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 shower no shaving took off my hat threw on a suit knotted a tie as I was running running across the street and sat down at the piano just in time to play bum bum ba and here she came they must have had a heart attack sometimes we have to hurry sometimes we have to hurry but pathological busyness as Rollheiser coins it, is when hurry becomes our default setting. We begin, listen, oh, this is so big. We begin to assume that our chronic hurry is normal. If you've talked to somebody with chronic pain, they've lived with it for so long, often that they, they, they don't remember any other way. Come on. Chronic hurry becomes normal. I want you to everybody look at me. A pathogen is never normal. A pandemic is never normal. I know we've been in in it for a while, and I'm 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 really having a hard time with people saying you just got to get used to the new. No, reject that with everything in you. I've heard preachers say it. I'm like, what are you saying? The new, no, No. it is not normal. A pandemic is not normal. Chronic hurry is not normal. Reject both. (laughs) One more quote, and this uncovers the real danger for us as believers. For many of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith, it is that we will become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. In other words, it's not that I'm going to stop believing in Jesus. Come on. The danger is that I'm going to settle for a mediocre relationship with him. And that's what's happening all over our nation in the Western church. So it's not just our emotional health that's at stake, and that's very important. It's our spiritual health. And see, understand me, church, our spiritual health has eternal implications. And not just for you, and not just for me. Each one of you have a circle of influence. And it affects people that you don't even realize the world out there. They need the gospel and they don't even know it. They need the gospel, but they don't need a watered down version. They will not be attracted to a powerless version of the gospel they will not be attracted <clears throat> to a mediocre version of the gospel they need the resurrection power of jesus christ living in you give him praise come on what i want you to hear is there's more at stake than just my life and your life so enough of my stories enough of my quotes what did jesus say what does jesus say about thank distraction thank you bro. What does Jesus say about distraction? We get the answer from one of my favorite stories in the New Testament. We find it in a little village called Bethany right outside of Jerusalem with three of Jesus' favorite people. Now, Lazarus doesn't make this story in this one, but Mary and Martha, the sisters. This is one of my favorite stories. It's in Luke chapter 10. If you want to turn there, of course, we'll have it on the screen. Luke chapter 10. One second here. I heard two pages. That's pretty good. Somebody bring their Bible still. <laughs> Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. So get the scene in your head. Martha is the older sister. For those of you who are the firstborn, she was probably like you. She was in charge. <laughs> she was opinionated, maybe a little controlling, okay? That was her personality. That's, that's common with a firstborn. Uh, that's, that's her. But Mary, we find her at the feet of Jesus. We find her worshiping and listening, hanging on every single word of the Savior. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. There's our word, right? Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair? I I hear preteen in this voice for some reason. (laughs) Doesn't it seem unfair to me that my sister just sits here? Well, we do all the work. I do all the work. Tell her to come and help me. How many parents in the room? Come on, right? Martha's distraction is definitely leading to her distress, but that distress is leading to being disruptive. Get this. Jesus was teaching. He was instructing a room full of people and here comes Martha whining and complaining and disrupting what he was doing. Now, we we get we you know we get on to her, but I th- we can should be able to relate to Martha as well, right? Because a lot of us are wired that way, especially when we're talking about hosting people in our home. Some of you ladies are like, absolutely, Mary, get your tail up, right? It's okay. But while Martha, <laughs> but while Martha was distracted with fried chicken, and I totally understand that right now. Totally get that. What was I saying? No, i just kidding. While Martha was distracted with this food, listen, the Messiah was in her living room. The son of God is in her living room. And she's worried about the meal. Here's the point I want you to remember. Look at the screen. Distraction robs us of life's most precious and valuable moments. Robs us. Now, most of the time we have the best of intentions. I'm certain that Martha did. But as parents, as friends, maybe as bosses, we often get distracted. Listen to me. This is so important. We often get distracted at trying to provide things and provide comforts for the people that we love and all they want is us. All they want is our full attention. All they want is our eye contact. All they want is us to be with them and present in the moment. But even though Martha is in the wrong, she's distracted, even though she's even out of line with her remarks Even though she's been disruptive, Jesus handles her with gentleness and grace, just like he does with you and me. And now I imagine it this way, and I may be wrong. I'm a visual person. I I just imagine her, you know, just going on. You know, and him just kind of walking while she's kind of going over there. and And he just kind of grabs her face. And she's still, you know, just going on and she's looking around him and and he just grabs her face. And then, and then verse 41, but the Lord said, dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing, say one thing. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it's not going to be taken from her. There are so many things that vie and compete for our attention and our time. Some of them very good. Some of them very needed and some not. But Jesus is so clear. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. There's only one thing that should consume us. And that's our relationship with him. Remember. Martha wasn't distracted with bad things. It's not like she was out dealing drugs, killing people or something, right? She was making a meal for Jesus. It wasn't bad. But here's the point. Good things can distract us from the best thing. That may be the big idea today, honestly. Good things can distract us from the best thing. That's why... We need to guard this in our life, in our family. There are some good things we could be doing on Sunday morning, not evil things, good things. But this is the best thing because the word of God says, don't forsake the gathering. That's why we must guard our time, our daily provision with Jesus every single day because there's a lot of good things we could do instead, but that's the best thing. Are you hearing me? So even serving Jesus, I want you to hear this. I'm preaching to myself too. Even serving Jesus as Martha was, was not as important as being with him. Boy, that took me a while to learn as a full-time minister. I still struggle with it, but I'm telling you, church, being with Jesus, worshiping him, is even more important than serving him because the best service comes out of worship. The best service comes out of being with him. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I could never ever serve you as your pastor if I wasn't spending the time with him first. I could never have made it through a year leading this church like 2020 if I wasn't in the presence of the Lord every day. I would have burned up and burned out. And you will too. It's not just full-time ministers. Yep. Don't lose the best thing for the good thing. Amen. Listen to Jesus. He says, Matthew six thirty three says, Seek first, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added to you. All the things that you need to do, all the responsibilities you have, all the projects you have to finish, all of those things, Jesus says all of those things will become a byproduct of seeking God first in your life. In other words, look at the screen. Out of a thriving relationship with Jesus, everything else in our lives can flow at the proper speed and to be put in their proper place not way up here, not where it's so urgent that you're going nuts all the time, but in the proper place. But you can't do that by yourself and I can't either. It takes the tempo set by the Holy Spirit. I want to close today with an honest look. (sighs) What I feel like is the reason we're the most distracted people in the universe. And any history... Uh, any time period, any culture, and it's a it's a distraction that's common to every age group in this room. Every single person, digital distraction, digital distraction, and wait before you think you're you're immune to this. Just wait. Social media. Games, texting, email, Netflix, YouTube, TikTok, Marco Polo. That was a game when I used to play in the pool. I I, I don't do Marco Polo, but I've heard about it. Marco. Good. Y'all, y'all, okay. And what about this one? Constant, constant news news cycles oh i knew i'd get everybody i don't play no games on there i don't even like to text but i got you didn't i constant swirling 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 around in our heads all of it right here all the time that's a problem it's a problem Studies reveal, listen to this, the average smartphone user touches his or her screen over 2,700 times a day, the average. You get younger ages, and it doubles. The younger millennials, Generation Z, over 5,000 times. we to talk about a pandemic. The digital world has taken over to the point that we are all addicted to some degree. Oh, not me, Pastor. Not me. Okay, you go put yours in the drawer. Don't look at it. Don't touch it for a day. You tell me. I don't even have one of them things. Okay, then you don't watch the news for the day. I'm going to get you. And if none of these things touch you, then I want you to come up here and tell me and tell us. Marketing companies are playing us like fiddles. They build algorithms to keep us addicted. They are no longer selling products. We are the product. Our time and our addiction is the product. And addiction is the right word because our brains send a hit of dopamine every time we hear the phone ding. Every time we get a like or a love, every time we get a ding or a new text or a new email, it's it's built into us now that dopamine hit is there every time saying you're valuable, you mean something, somebody thinks thinking about you. Every single time. It's like a drug. We can't even have a conversation anymore. Face to face without being interrupted. I can't wait till the next service when Kathy says, amen. I'm preaching to myself. I told you that. The important stuff is happening right in front of us. And we're being distracted by a world that doesn't even exist. It's not even real. It's stealing from us. It's stealing from our children. And all along, we've been willing participants. We're like children marching behind the Pied Piper to our demise. Well, Pastor, thanks for the encouraging words today. I know it's a hard word, but I'm not up here to make, your, make friends. I know it's a difficult word, but I don't want us to be distracted from what God is doing in the earth right now. I don't want us to miss it. Listen to what Jesus says in Luke 35. He says, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. Stay ready. Stay focused. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Now, everybody, look, I don't claim to be a prophet. I don't claim to know exactly how everything's going to turn out, when something's going to happen, how it's going to happen. But God is preparing us. There's something happening. I don't know about out there, but I know right here at New Life, God is moving. God is moving. God is moving in our midst. And he is preparing us, I believe, with every ounce that is in me, I believe he's preparing us for a major shift, a major change coming down the pike. I don't want to be negative or doom and gloom, but I believe 2020 is just the tip of the iceberg. And if we're distracted, if we're constantly stuck down the digital rabbit hole, and that could be... Social media, that could be video games, that could be the news, it could be Netflix, whatever that is to you. If we're constantly stuck down that digital rabbit hole, we are going to miss it. We're going to, even as believers, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss what God is doing. All right, I'm calm down. I'm not trying to predict when or how or what that's going to look like. Do you know that's not even the point? I want to speak kindly to all of you that are really, really caught up in these conspiracy theories right now. Those are not the point. Those in and of themselves are distractions. Jesus said, only the Father knows. The timeline, not the point. My God will take care of the timeline. Our job is to be ready. Our job is to be focused. Our job is to pray. Our job is to seek the face of God like we've never sought him before. Our job is to worship. Our job is to build greater faith. Our job is to seek first the kingdom of God and leave the details up to the king. But let me give you some handles, some practical applications, action, action steps. Number one, be aware of your screen time. And if you're a parent, that of your kids, be aware. Sometimes we think we've been on Facebook or whatever, 15 minutes and it's been an hour. Be aware, be aware. Number two, these are all kind of the same, just a little bit different. Set daily limits on all digital platforms. I've been fasting social media and it's been even more effective than the food fast that I'm doing. So I would be stupid. Come on, let's let's just use our head. I would be dumb to go right back to not keeping track of that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a timer on my smartphone that's actually making us dumber. But anyway, I'm going to set a timer. Ten minutes, whatever. And that's it. That's it for the day. That's it. You're smart people. You do what you can do. Set limits. Number three, you're going to love me for this one. Stop binge watching. Get many claps on that one. Your IQ is going down. I'm telling you the truth. I know we're laughing and giggling because you're uncomfortable because it's true. Stop. Just because you can watch an entire season... Don't. 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 Students, don't. Adults, don't. It literally is, is making our mind mush. And it's a constant bombardment of whatever that show is, and I'm certain that it's not all godly. So... Watch two or three episodes and shut it off. Come on, use some discipline. And that's the news too, by the way. Everybody smile. You don't have to like me, but you do have to love me to go to heaven. Distractions. Distractions lead to distress. Our nation, more distracted and more in distress than ever. Our world around us is in distress. But church, do not panic. Because these are birth pains of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on. I want you to hear me. As the people of God, we can't afford to be distracted like everybody else. We don't have the luxury of doing the same things as everybody else. We've got to stay sharp, we've got to stay vigilant, vigilant, we've got to stay focused on Christ. The big idea today is a verse from Isaiah. This is the last thing I've got. Isaiah 26:3 says, "You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I love that word. All whose thoughts are fixed. On you, If you read the whole context of this, you understand all hell is about to break loose on Israel. And he's saying, look, all hell is breaking loose around you, but that won't affect you. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, if you trust him with all of your heart, and you keep your mind fixed on him, he will give you a supernatural peace that passes understanding. If you were challenged and or encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you find us. To experience other messages, videos, and live events, visit us online at newlifecanton.com. And again, thank you for listening to the New Life Church Podcast.